Hi, this is Shashi Saluna on Tantra Made Easy podcast. And today I've actually, rather than interviewing, I'm actually here with a group of women who work in the field of Tantra. We're having a red table discussion, so a conversation on the topic of open relating. Is polyamory heaven or is it hell? Hi, so we are a group of women who work as professionals in the field of Tantra and we're currently co-working and co-living together and so we have lots of interesting discussions. <laughs> One of the topics that has been coming up a lot for us on this month has been the trend of polyamory mm -hmm. and how that's somehow become sort of woven in with Tantra into the Tantra field. Um, it's not necessarily anywhere in the original Tantra or the classical Tantra. But these days, if you go into Tantra, you usually find polyamory is suggested, recommended, or very prevalent there. So we've been talking a lot about this because um, we feel it's important to really question something rather than just doing it because it's there. So we wanted to open up our discussion onto camera today. This is our kind of red table discussion. We do have some, some red down here. <laughs> um, to, to just... Uh, share a little bit of our stories, our thoughts and feelings and reflections, and open up that conversation with you as well. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> maybe it'd be nice to just hear from everybody a little bit about um, your experience, just in a nutshell, obviously not the full long stories, but you know, <laughs> have you tried it and how long for and was it through Tantra? Just a, a brief summary, like three years of it, one year, I tried it once, I've done it forever. For me personally, it's not been a personal experience of myself. I've actually been in monogamous relationships, sort of generally one after the other. Um, and so for me, it's not a personal experience, but the experience that I have of it is from the women that I work with coming to me with their stories, their challenges, and often assisting women in how to navigate their feelings. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. great. Lindy's the one who helps everybody who's polyamory, the go-to, and Heidi. Uh, yeah, for me, it has been kind of part of my life for the last few years, and for me, it depends more uh, on the partner or on the person that I meet. And I've seen that I, I have overstepped rather a few boundaries within myself, wanting to uh, do something that I thought was what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And I sort of changed my, my perception and my perspective and often, yeah, hurt myself, actually, mm -hmm. because um, I wanted to be together with that person. Mm -hmm. So almost involuntary polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say involuntary because it was a conscious choice that yeah. I made. Right. But I wasn't sure if it made, I made the choice for me or I made the choice for them. Right. Yeah. Great. I'm sure a lot of people resonate yeah. with that. <laughs> and Maria? Yeah, personally, I have been in several polyamory relationships, and none of them were by my initiation. So it was always kind of mm -hmm. wanting to follow along with someone else's desires and needs, and a little bit, in hindsight, fear-based mm -hmm. that I didn't want to lose them. So mm -hmm. if I could conform much of yeah. what you shared. So, yeah. so myself, uh, I started in a 10... 10 year long monogamous tantric relationship when I started Tantra 
And um, in the end, there was a situation of lying and cheating and betrayal. So when that broke up, um, just in the last year, so when that broke up, I thought, right, that doesn't work. Um, you know, you're, you're forced to lie to each other. That's worse. I thought, I don't want anyone to ever lie to me again. So I will try to be open. So I came into it as, as, a, as a counter strategy to, to betrayal and lies. Like, okay, what if we're just really open and honest? And I've had so many different forms of that from like being together with someone just wanting to share our desires and navigate through it to being um, literally having like more than one lover at a time, very, very openly and clearly. And that for me happened within a community um, where that was uh, recommended. There was a tantra school somewhere near here that <laughs> really promoted that as the way to be. So there was, there was also like the peer pressure. And I wouldn't say peer pressure, but just like the collective mm. mindset, I would say. Um, where that is acceptable and normal. And so at that time when I was, I was studying Tantra in that school, I thought, well, okay, I'll have this love of this one and this one. And But I feel rather than being in an open relationship, that for me was more like being dating. Mm. It was more mm. like yeah. I, I don't have anyone I particularly want to go deep with, so I'll, I'll date a few. So it was more like mm. that. And I noticed by default every time I really fall in love, even if we think we're going to be yeah. open, we just aren't because we're really in love with each other mm -hmm. and it's just like we want to spend all our time together. So I, I've, I've kind of woven in and out and I think it's very circumstantial. Like you said, depends on the partner, the situation I'm in and, and also in the community. Mm. I think it's been my experiences that um, when me and my partner got together, it was, well, let's be in an open relationship. We're like, yeah, okay. And then 11 years later, <laughs> yeah. we're still in a so-called open relationship, but we haven't been with anyone else because mm. we're really enjoying each other and mm. there's a dedication and it's not that it hasn't come up in the mm. hasn't come up as conversation but it's like actually the step and the risk of mm. losing something that's incredibly beautiful mm. yeah mm. has kind of stopped it from happening mm -hmm. so. I've had that too I call it polyamorous on paper yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. let's be polyamorous, and then you know, we've got that bit of paper saying that we are, but we don't actually use it. I think that's actually a good way because if you're monogamous and got strict rules and we mustn't, and you and you know, and it's like we create that big yeah. don't do it, then you're kind of feeling trapped. Mm -hmm. But if you're together because you want to be, yeah. then you've actually got your freedom in your choice, yeah. free to commit. That's my experience. What I see often with people that I work with, especially couples, that it sometimes happens that there is some kind of uncovered issue in the relationship that they are not dealing with and then mm -hmm. one of them has this idea that this is the solution oh, it's yeah. like mm -hmm. i think what i want is to meet other people when really what is needed is a deeper yeah. meeting within that yeah and then if they go for that then all kinds of shit hits the fan mm -hmm. and then it's so much more difficult to deal with what is actually the issue because all this other stuff is <laughs> happening and it suddenly it's just this big mess and processing and all these other energies so much energy and, yeah. and, and they get exhausted yeah which i understand yeah because it's constant dealing with constant processing <sighs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. esther perel uh, you know oh, she teaches so much on infidelity and i just love one of the things she says is the reason that we're unfaithful we go with somebody else she used to think it's because we wanted another energy you know like mm. we wanted that hot latin, latin lover or that deep earthy man or whatever but actually, she said, she realizes we want an energy within ourselves mm -hmm. and we almost use another person mm -hmm. as an excuse. Mm -hmm. So if we're feeling stuck and frustrated in a committed relationship, instead of go having to go out and use someone else as an excuse, 
you can really ask yourself, what is it that I want to be that I'm not being? Mm. And I'm just going to be it yeah. here and now. Yeah. And of course, you could go and get that Latin lover to awaken it, but then you've just got loads more complication mm -hmm. and hurt feelings. And so, if you can awaken it without mm -hmm. having to go through all the complication, mm -hmm. then it, you know that would be a better way to awaken it. Mm -hmm. I want to ask your opinion on conversion shaming. So, conversion being that joy that you feel when you see someone else in joy, mm -hmm. and almost that shame that you get if you're not able to feel that mm -hmm. in someone else's intimate experiences. Mm. I'm curious how old a word compersion is. Was it just invented to go with polyamory or was it around forever? Oh. I mean, I, oh. I, when I grew up, when I have quite mm. a big English language, I never heard the word. I've only ever heard it with polyamory. And just for anyone who hasn't heard it yet, <laughs> the word compersion means that you should be able to f celebrate someone else being mm. happy. So, you know, obviously in polyamory, the extension of that is, hey, your partner's making love with someone else in a play party in the corner, and you should be like, yay, such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's called compersion. And, and like, I kind of oh. question whether that word was just made up because, like, I don't remember it when <laughs> no, I was I don't either. But also as a natural feeling, every woman I know, and, and a lot of men, actually, it's not just female, mm. even though we're women here, but you know, the natural feeling is jealousy, not joy. Mm. And we're somehow trying to override that. And that's one of the most insipid mm. things in the world of Tantra is you should mm. not feel jealous mm. or pain. Mm. You should feel happy for them. Mm. I remember once when I was dating a guy who was a Tantra teacher and he got together with another Tantra teacher and I was really heartbroken. And so I decided to cancel teaching at a festival where they would both be. And the organizer of the festival said, What's wrong with you? You're meant to be a tantra teacher. Get over it. Mm. And I and I no. thought like, mm. actually no, I'm a human mm. and I have a vulnerable heart mm. and I feel a lot and I don't want to spend my week yeah. watching them in love. Like that's just my choice. I want to take like, care of my heart. Piling on top of each other these feelings of inadequacy. You know, like I'm actually jealous. I really honestly feel jealous and I'm in pain, but it's not okay for me to show that. Mm. I disregard the feeling. Yeah. And there's like all these layers. Yeah, yeah. And it gets crushing. so heavy. And yes. then that becomes the shame. Yeah. yeah. The word shame mm. of the way we love. So you really become the loser because you've lost your lover. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the jealousy and then you're shamed for having the jealousy. And it's like stab, 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 yeah. stab. Yeah. It's, it's mm. a multi-layered mm. pain to go through. And yet it's something that we're kind of told mm. that we should put up with and we have to go through because we've chosen mm. Tantra. So I think maybe one of our biggest things is questioning something that started happening for me after about five years in this in that world of being quite open and being around other people. Doing that is um, I had this big heartbreak and then I started questioning, is this the right path? Mm. Where is this taking me? Mm. I, I remember doing a heart meditation in... Um, in a retreat and looking in my heart and just feeling it was filled with scars and just I was like I don't know that that this compersion thing is actually taking me where I want to go I don't know that I'm growing from it I, I you know there, there's just a lot of processing and and more pain and so I I think that's a really big question for me yeah. is like is it helping us yeah. grow yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I often ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's our conclusion? How much that pain one? do yeah. I have to go through to become the most evolved being I can be? How about pleasure and self-love and celebration? Yeah, how about that? Joy and yeah. bliss. How about being loved and you know having someone making your heart feel safe and making their heart yeah. feel safe? You know, how about growing through love? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I was thinking. Um, we were saying earlier actually was that around polyamory it's a, it's a lifestyle choice it's mm. being aware mm. that it's it's a complex subject it's a complex you, well, you're going to take your heart into a complex dynamic and you're going to get it's like going into all sorts of chambers inside your heart that are going to be opened and churned and awakened mm. and it's sort of like do you want to do that with your life do you want to do that with your daily mm. you know do you want to be in process do you want to be in that level of heart process mm. um it doesn't mean it's a good or bad choice it's mm -hmm. just to mm. understand that it is a pro it is a particular quality of process that mm. you're taking your heart through mm. and it's a conscious choice to make it mm. yeah i think that's what i see when i work with the women it's, um and couples around it is that it affects your whole lifestyle yeah. and the way you communicate and everything. It's, it's yeah, you have to be really clear that yeah. you're choosing that lifestyle. And what's mm -hmm. that sort of, I call it the North Star, what's that quality, that, that like being that we want to go towards as, yeah. as a couple, as a relationship? And yeah. does, does be us being polyamorous serve that mm. thing that we created together? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people, I think, choose it because of freedom. Like, yeah. oh, I can, oh, I have my cake and eat it too. Like, yeah. I can be in a relationship and be loved and have all the sex with anyone I want. How perfect! But the the reality mm. is, no, there's going to be. I mean, yes, and there's going to be a, a cost for that, which yeah. is definitely processing, pain, yeah. going through. My I'm in alone, and my partner's mm. out on a date night again. Or it's an important mm. night for mm. us. It's our anniversary, and he's forgotten he's on a date night yeah. or you know just these things that can cause genuine yeah. pain mm -hmm. especially to our inner child you know like there's that uh, quality where we want our birthday celebrated and we want to be special and sometimes that's really negated like mm. wanting to be special you know should be tantric mm -hmm. and transpersonal but it's so core to our human experience Absolutely. you know and and there's so much evidence to show that the happiest people and the people who live the longest are those who have core relationships mm. you know that that feel like a safe space so if you make your one core relationship an unsafe space mm. then you're you're kind of you know you haven't got yeah. that anymore but i do find a lot of a lot of uh, polyamorous couples work really hard at creating a safe space mm. in yeah. an unsafe yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and it's a big energy drain it's it's like a lot of leaky energy and a lot of like trying to pull it all back to center. I knew a couple that um, they had a lot of rules around it and it was like exhausting just hearing all of their rules. I'm like, how do you even keep track of it? Oh, well, we have a system on our refrigerator. <laughs> wow. And uh, one of their rules was they actually had like a, a, a ticket that they could punch weekly of how many, or monthly, how many dates that each of them could have in a month so that it would be fair. Wow. And yeah, this was really interesting and I said, but do you ever find like, okay, if you're allowed to have seven dates in one month, first of all, for me, that's exhausting in itself. That's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of work organizing seven dates. But so you have these seven dates, 
but maybe you've only, you know, the end of the month is coming and you've only had four dates. Yeah. Do you feel pressure like you got to get those last three in? And three in one day. The guy said, yeah, yeah. And the guy said, yeah, actually, yeah, I do feel that pressure. Like I do try and squeeze them in so it's fair. And it's like <gasps> something's not really in alignment. There's here. a risk of becoming a consumer yeah. in, mm-hmm. in sex, yeah. you know, of like, um, you know, just, just, getting a little obsessive about having sex with people. I remember once going out to dinner with a a man who was in an open marriage, open relationship, and I just, he was an old friend, and I thought we'd just meet up and have dinner, and within like half an hour, he's like, I'll call my wife and tell her that I might spend the night with you, and I'm like, we're just having dinner, like, you know, no, we're not going to spend the night just because you're polyamorous, and it's like, I realized that he's like, he's out there getting his seven dates of the month, or, you know, the whole mindset is on, like, consuming people. And, you know, it was quite like, oh, gosh, you, you know, like, is that all you think about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes Seems an obsession mm-hmm. quite easily. The definition is, is loose. Like, is polyamory where you're having a deep, serious, intimate relationship with more than one person? Maybe it's just one or two other mm-hmm. people versus this very openness of just mm-hmm. having a lot of sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe that's a different definition. Yeah. But yeah. it's falling under the polyamory, yeah, yeah. I find. Yeah, I think is, what you yeah. said at the beginning, like the, the the you said it's like more like dating. Yeah. So if you're mm-hmm. not in a committed long-term relationship, but you're just having lots of in- interactions, then that is more like dating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that seems quite natural to me because yeah. you're trying try before yeah. you buy. You know, like you're dating, <laughs> and then if you find a good one, you might drop the others and start settling in. And, and in a way, like one, and then open relationship is the other one. Is like we're in a relationship. We are primaries mm. and we're in a relationship and mm. we're wanting to open it up mm. i think there are genuine places where opening it up can be really helpful yeah. to mm. say i remember meeting a woman who she came up with the term dynamic relating after her husband they had kids and a family and her husband was unfaithful and they went through a lot of pain and then they realized that they had different sexual needs mm. which is just a normal mm. common thing especially yeah. with women and mums um and don't have the energy but they wanted to stay together and have a family for their kids. And, you know, there are obvious places where it's not just about being greedy and having mm, all your freedom, cool. but it's like, actually, it, this is the best thing Absolutely. to serve the relationship. That mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's maybe one of the biggest things I find is like, what are you serving? Are you serving your heart and your partner's heart? Are you serving love here? Or are you mm-hmm. serving your ego of like mm-hmm. wanting as mm-hmm. much as possible, wanting to consume, wanting to have it all, mm-hmm. wanting to stay free and not having to really commit mm. your heart to loving another human being. Mm. So where we come from, what our intention is, seems to be bigger than whether we're polyamorous or not. My partner and I came up with the term polyintimacy because, you know, we, like we enjoy <laughs> intimacy in so many ways, dancing with others and cuddling with others, massaging, and, um, and we're we're long distance for some of the time, so we need an intimacy, or we feel, you know, we both really like a lot of touch. So we came up with the idea of having a poly-intimate relationship. And um, at the beginning we thought we'd be open, but then in the end we decided actually penetration feels so sacred now that we're mm-hmm. at this stage just keeping it for each other. And, um, and you know, like, I think, like, defining, not like rules, but defining... Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody does interact with mm. each other, and it's better to be open, which is the idea of it being open, yeah. and honest, rather than mm. 
sneaking a touch mm-hmm. and a grab because <laughs> you you have unfulfilled needs and then trying to lie about it because that creates a massive mm-hmm. separation in the relationship. So I do feel like the whole movement is trying to heal that, mm-hmm. like yeah. sneaking, cheating, yeah. lying. Yeah, There's no, you know, um, trying to heal that betrayal, which is why I started to explore it. But at the same time, I think we over overdid it, went too far, <laughs> and started to really hurt each other. And, and I think it's so important in relationships to just have those conversations of what are, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really rules, it's like, what, what, are we, what, what are we comfortable with, yeah. how does our heart work, what happens to our, you know, so that we can yeah. have intimacy, like you say, we can dance with other people, we can have a massage with other people, we can, you know, cuddle for ages with somebody, it's like, but that doesn't mean every relationship has those boundaries but it's like it's really good as a relationship to talk about mm. absolutely when, when my partner and I were going to play parties we tried to work out what are our rules this touching that touching and we just kept sharing things that had hurt us like you said and then we realized actually the most important thing is to know that you're taking care of my heart mm. so we ditched all of the like three minutes or exactly two and a half is mm. too much yeah. or, you know yeah. all of the trying to work it <laughs> yeah. out and measure it because actually sometimes your partner just looks at someone and it feels a threat to your heart. And other times they're yeah. lying, you know, in a full embrace and moving energy and, and it doesn't hurt you at all. So we, we realized we couldn't quite uh, quantify it. Mm. But that the thing that, that makes the, this core fear as a human being is that your, is that mm. your heart is unsafe. You've given your heart to someone. You've surrendered into love together. It's so vulnerable. And so you want to know that that the other person is going to take care of your heart. So that means if we're at an event where there's lots of energy exchange, we're checking in even from across the room. And we know, oh, that other person is taking care of my heart and I'm taking care of his. And that's our bottom line. And in that we can rest. That was one of the key things that shifted something for me was when my partner... When I kept clocking, what is it when he has that interaction with this woman? What is it? And then when we would dialogue about it, and it was just when I just asked him to just be a bit more attentive in his energy and his presence when we were in those sort of spaces. And when he did that, he was doing the same things like dancing with someone, being intimate or something, but it was like, it was like a look. He would notice me. It was like he never stopped that connection across the room or that connection and if he felt like something shifted in me he would notice because he never stopped the connection he'd come over and just give me a kiss or a hug you matter to me and it was like that was made a huge difference to to that being able to be intimate and allow each other have to have connections with men and women they're not sexual but they're like really intimate energetically and um it's really important the safety mm-hmm. of the heart. Absolutely. Then you are free, and yeah. I, it's been interesting yeah. what you're saying. Because I was like in back of my mind, I was thinking, we also have to define what is freedom mm. for ourselves. Because yeah. freedom to me means like freedom in my inner landscape. Yeah. Freedom is like it's not my actions. Yeah. That make freedom it's something inside myself yeah well, this is why it's so essential yeah. to have all these conversations yeah to really communicate what does this mean for you <laughs> yeah and what does it mean for you and does it meet somewhere and where are the common points and where can we go from there and i just also want to appreciate this movement that is happening in the world i think it's like it's so fantastic the evolving of the human soul that we are trying to look for different ways to be together and 
and it's it's tough it's really <laughs> difficult but still we're doing it because there is some kind of ignition they're going hey you know, I want to experience more, I want to feel more, I want to expose myself mm. more, I want to learn. Mm. So I just want to really appreciate whoever is stepping on this yeah. path as mm. a path of learning mm. and, and evolution. It's just, you know, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to and do it in truth and yeah. in safety. Yeah. 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 yeah, safe to take risks, yeah. safe to expand. I think it, it's like the thing that makes us want to explore all these things and in, in indeed tantra as well is often like we want to expand mm. our range of experience mm. and emotions and our experience of life mm. and yet that often compromises mm. safety but if we think of how can we be mm. safe to expand then we start getting it that we don't mm. have to compromise mm. we don't have to create pain for ourselves mm. or others mm. and that's the thing that that touches me like when i've been teaching at tantra festivals is seeing if people mm. choose their own freedom or whatever that is, you know, their own expansion at the expense of someone else's heart, mm. then it's not worth it. That's mm. like the bottom mm. line. It's like, yeah, have all the freedom you want, but not at someone else's mm. expense mm. because then it, it's, mm. it's crossing over that sacred mm. line. And if we can take care of each other's mm. hearts, yeah. then we can all discover the growth that we yeah. want mm. without needing to yeah. hurt one another. Yeah. How would that look? I guess we'll have to find out. Any final words anyone wants to <gasps> share? Any <laughs> hopes for the future for our polyamorous, exploring, <laughs> polyintimate, polyagonizing world? Someone came up with the phrase polyagony. Polyagony. <laughs> polyagony. <laughs> Let's move it from polyagony into poly poly ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I think there's our uh, take home for everybody out there who wants to explore this is, uh, yes, it is natural to want to expand and fly and please take care of your heart mm -hmm. and everybody else's. How about yeah. that for an adventure? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thank you all. Thank you. And thanks for watching. Thank you.